Hello, and welcome to the Infinite Creative Podcast. My name is Sean. And my name is Fitz. We are your hosts. Yeah. yeah Sean, what we're talking about today. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we're, you know, every episode we're talking about creative things, um, creative things that affect us, creative things on a global level, creative things all over the place, and kind of the state of creativity and working in the modern world. So today, yeah. I think um, we're going to talk a little bit about gear, just a little bit, talk about some of the stuff that, you know, yeah. me and Fitze over here, we use to kind of do our job and and how that kind of helps us work remotely. And then, you know, why not jump right into the whole question of remote working? And yeah. is it good? Is it bad? Is it even a thing still? Um, does work even get done remotely? Or does it just give us another excuse to play? So I think uh, this will be an interesting episode as we do yeah. this all remotely. I, I think that that's a valid point there. And talking about gear. So the reason why we're talking about gear is Sean bought something very nice because he got the big paycheck what did you buy well i you know went ahead and bought myself a mac studio so Ooh. finally you know jumped over the cliff i think i've always gotten these kind of refurbished computers i've always been two or three years behind on the computers and about six or seven years behind on my uh, my phone game so now it was like, let's do it. Let's get the rocket ship. Let's go to Mars and uh, put money down. Um, Tim Cook like sent me it. a personal email and said, thank <laughs> you so much, Sean. We're going to get that right to you. And you know what they did? They they got it to me so quick. It was supposed to be here in like three or four weeks. I got it in like five days. And it's Ooh, it's, okay. it's, it's purring. It's it's beautiful. It's sitting over there curled up on its bed right now. It's 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 such a good machine. I, I, I already love it. <laughs> yeah, so... so um... Because we are like in different fields, um, I think on your side you get a wave of less gear. And as a videographer, oh my god, you always need to have the latest and best gadget. And mm -hmm. yeah, but let's let's talk about you first. So what for what do you need like um, a new computer? So how did you justify that? Yeah, well, that's a great question. I mean, me being a web designer, a lot of web designers out there would probably poo-poo the idea of getting a, a, a Mac Studio. They'd be like, why? Yeah, why get we, a Chromebook. Why, <laughs> yeah, get a Chromebook. Or, you know, why don't you just get a, a, a cool Innova or something? And I, I think, you know, I, um, I, I think the reason I, I really ended up jumping to go to the Mac Studio is just the, the playing around in the 3D and augmented reality world. It, it seems like, I, I feel like that's going to be more of a thing in everyone's realm, right? I think yeah. just like when social media kind of first became a thing, right? We were like, well, that probably won't relate to my field, right? I'm just a graphic designer. What I make logos. What does that have anything to do with social media? But I think now that we've seen like 15 years later that we're like, oh, yeah, okay. It has everything to do with everyone's kind of career. So I think the same thing is with virtual reality and augmented reality, right? So right now you may say, well, what is a web designer or a logo designer? really what do they you know what does augmented reality or that have to really do has with to what, do with that yeah exactly so it's where it's it, i think it will and so for me i think i was seeing myself like really kind of holding myself back on stuff where i was like you know don't don't really dive down that road you don't have the computer for it and there's just really no reason yeah. to, to to dive in where now it's like with this powerful computer now, now it can do things like a 3d.js you know where we're you know, we're able to make 3D graphics on the web. You know, I'm able to kind of create something and something like After Effects. It's this 3D graphic and then adding that into a web page. And, you know, and I think we've both been dabbling, I think you a ton more than me, and in, into these kind of 3D tools, you know, things like Blender mm -hmm. and, 
and um and i i just think it's it's an awesome new medium so i so you know i um i kind of needed a new computer my laptop had some <laughs> keys falling out of it what's which actually is really interesting just um here's some kind of news that, that apple just uh, settled um a, a lawsuit where i guess it's very common um from like the years i think like t you know 2012 to like 2019 that if your keys are falling out of your macbook and you've had to pay for repairs. They actually owe you money. So for you guys out there, if you've if you've had some some problems with those beautiful butterfly keyboards on those apples, and by beautiful I mean terrible, um, you know, definitely look into that. That may be something you may want to look into. But it really pushed me over the edge because you know you go into a client meeting, right, and you have your keyboard falling out, and some of it's <laughs> Let taped me put in. that F on there. <laughs> exactly. Let me get that F on there. And and you know and. You know that's happening, and then meanwhile, it's like it's loading kind of slow, and uh, and I, you know, I just kind of got tired of that, right? You know, I, so 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 one thing I do in a lot of my logos, for example, is I have kind of textures, like vector textures and stuff, and when you do that, anyone that's ever done that, where they've created like you know, you get a picture of concrete and then you vectorize that concrete, anyone that's ever done that. Um, will tell you that it slows down your computer quite a bit. And so those files, once I would do that, would just be like, it, you would think I'm like on a 1999 machine where it's just like, move it, wait, 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 move it, wait, 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 wait. And then, you know, even just doing the little bits of Premiere I do, like a little bit of the video exporting I do, was just, I was, I was pulling out hair. It was like, you know, for like a <laughs> very simple 20-second 20, 20 video, I would wait like six, seven minutes for it to render, which is just like, this is ridiculous. And it wasn't like I'm Steven Spielberg. It's not like I have like a billion layers on top of it and all these effects. It was like the simplest stuff. So so I was just like, you know what? I got that big paycheck that came in. I was like, all right, what does the next five years look like, the next 10 years look like? And I was like, let's let's get a spaceship that'll get us there. So, <laughs> so yeah, I got this it's Mac Studio. I, we, I've already been benchmarking it, playing with it. And it's it's just so amazing. Even the small things, right? Like I had my laptop out yesterday, and just like the cursor, which I didn't know. Yeah. This, so what, I, I guess what, I never. What MacBook you have? Yeah, yeah. So so the MacBook Pro that I have is the 2017 version. Okay. Yet again, I got it refurbished. It's kind of interesting. So I went down to Florida, and this well, this happens to a lot of people. I think when they take that dive, there's the universe always likes to throw something at you. And for me, it was like the day, it was literally, I think, to the day that I, I put in my, um, it was like literally to the day that I put in my, my two weeks at my job to be like, you know what, I'm quitting this, I'm moving to Florida, I'm starting freelance. <laughs> and literally the next day, left the MacBook in, in my car, and it got down to like negative five that day, and MacBook never turned on again. And I was just like... Are you really doing this to me? The second that I'm I'm going full freelance, my biggest tool, <laughs> the biggest thing that I depend on, and the only blows. thing technically, if you you know, that's like <laughs> exactly. one of the thing. Right, right, and you know, because anyone that's quit a job too, you know, they and and to go freelance, they'll definitely tell you it's it is kind of sad to be like, all right, buy my iMac monitor that's on my desk that my my boss paid for. Goodbye, my beautiful server that my boss paid for. Yeah, but at least I have my MacBook Pro. Then that died, so. So that was a very big scramble to even get this computer, where this one's really cool, where I'm actually in a good financial place. This is actually the first time I've ever been able to buy a new Apple, and the old Apple still works. That's yeah. never happened. It's always like one dies and I get a new one. I, um, I think where... like it's a good thing to do, because like 
Apple products cost a lot of money. It's not a lot of bang for your buck, but um, yeah, I basically jumped also onto the Apple bandwagon or wagon, however you call it, you know, and got myself a MacBook. <laughs> and it's my first time MacBook, and I'm like, oh my god, this is weird. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let, yeah, let's jump to that. What's your what's your first time impressions? As someone that's always been a PC guy, like how how is it? How's it going? Um, inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, it sounds weird. Like um, I'm stuck in my way, kind of sort of, but I'm always like trying to adapt new things and new tools and just play with it to, you know, be like um, universal. But yeah, like the shortcuts are different. The, the operating system is like a little bit weird. The shortcuts are different. Um, yeah, said that, yep. yeah. So <laughs> for me, it was like, okay, I get that MacBook, so I can leave that house. So because you told me you should get a MacBook and go out there and just like you know, be in public if you have problems working from home. And I'm like, okay, sounds like a good uh, good excuse to spend some money and actually like bring me out of my comfort zone. And always wanted to have a MacBook and be like, oh, let's see if it's really that good, because like for exporting codecs and all that stuff, apparently. They are very efficient in comparison to like a Windows PC. And so far, I did not get the top of the line one. I got like, I think a 2019 or something like that. And it's the base model. And it still exports like 4K and all, all the good stuff, but it's not as fast. So I'm like, I don't know what if that was a good idea to go like the low spectrum and have a good impression, or should I have gotten for the the newest one, you know, but it's still an M1, so. Well, and I guess it um, it comes down to, um, you know, when you're out and about at the cafe, you're clearly not going to be doing, like, your intense, intense, intense rendering and intense, like, so So, does would you say it still helps you for, like, the kind of um, casual project edits and then you can come back to your, your workstation at home so, and then do the real rendering? So, so here is the, here's the situation I, I was in and why I bought it. So basically, like I said, like, I want to leave the house and be productive. And productive basically just means, like, I should post more stories. And stories, they are viewed on the phone. So they don't really have to have, like, a big resolution. So I could post a 4K story on my um, phone via the MacBook or whatever and edit everything on the MacBook. But it's more about, like, leaving the house. And most of the things, like I said, it's not on the phone you don't need 4K. So it's like I will not really hit the limit, you know, even with that old MacBook, what is, like, kind of nice. Like, for example, I was like, okay, um, I will edit the podcast, this podcast here, in the ca a cafe and basically cut a couple of stories together. And I'm, like, realizing, oh, I don't know the shortcuts. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> I'm sitting there opening the project, and I'm like, oh, why does that not work? And everything is, like, the, the scroll wheel is inverted, and I had to change so many things. I'm like... Okay, after like an hour, I'm like, I'm packing up and I go home and make it on my big PC. <laughs> yeah, that, that that does happen. It's true. It's, um, yeah, making that jump to Apple is so interesting, isn't it? Like the operating system is such a different animal. Yeah. And it's I'm well-versed with technology. I'm like, I have no problems, but I was like, I felt mm. so clumsy. That was weird. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, even like, you know, transferring stuff over from my laptop to my, my Mac Studio, it was really funny because there's still things that even I got stuck on. And I'm sitting here like, man, it's been a decade <laughs> of being a Apple fanboy, and I'm still 
But, you know, it's it's really cool, though, once you figure out all of these different things like AirDrop and, and just all these amazing oh. just tools. I still have to play like, with man. that. I'm, I still have issues with that. It's kind of nice. Like, I see all my photos from the phone on there. I'm just like, the whole environment is a little bit different, like the ecosystem, you know, and oh, yeah. so much to learn. Yeah, but I think I think you'll love it. I think um, you know, yeah, I I remember when I when I got pushed in the Apple world, I really did get pushed. I think it really happened. Like I I got taught on Apple's back in high school, but yep. it was really funny. It was it was in art school where they really were they were like, "Nope, you got to do Apple. There's no PC." And then, <laughs> and I remember fighting that so hard, but um yeah. and it, it does. It's it's such a weird ecosystem, but that, I think it's good, man. And I mean, to your point of like being mobile, that's that's the big thing. I mean, I'm still yeah. going to use my laptop you know, um, like my new flow is, you know, have most of the stuff live on this computer here. And then when I got to leave here, then just airdrop it. And it literally, it's crazy. Like, a, like I, I did a gigabyte file. I airdropped it to my laptop. Yeah. It took literally 12 seconds for a gigabyte to go from my computer to my laptop. It was, it was absolutely insane. Like, yeah, I need so, to play with um, that a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it was like, you know, and that, it's just so cool, you know, and, but you're right though. You do, you, you have to kind of get out of of the house because it's yeah i know i've been struggling with that where you know uh yeah these days i try to do the eight to ten hours in the office it's 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 mind-numbing yeah so. it's a weird thing like working from home seems like like the dream you know everybody's like okay i'm sitting at home i make myself a nice pot of coffee and just like having some music playing and being in my favorite environment and then i do some work but the reality mm -hmm. is like you most of the time don't do the work at least for me, you know, I, I don't have like the, I don't know, like it, it is a, it's a weird thing. I, it's a very slippery slide where you're like, oh, because I don't have a boss looking over my shoulder. I'm like, okay, now I'm doing this or I do this in a little moment and I watch a YouTube video in between, you know, and then you're just like, oh, now I'm not doing anything. And if I get that social pressure, I'm like, it's kind of nice having it, you know, then you're more productive. Um, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I totally agree with that. I mean, it's um, it, it it's interesting because you are your own boss, right? And so I think some of us are really good creatives, but some of us aren't very good bosses. So um, I know I've had to, I kind of make that joke with myself, you know, in the freelance world. I kind of tell people like, you know, oh, sorry, I can't hang out tonight. The boss is kind of a, <laughs> kind of an ass, and you know, I'm the boss, you know, or man, that that boss, man, he wasn't really able to pay me this last month, and he still wants me to come in. It's yeah, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> so. Um, you know, I, I there's yeah, no I, real I punishment, this... you know, like if you slack, you're like, oh, yeah. there's no money coming in, but you also don't really first immediately feel it, you know, it's dragging on, you lose your mm -hmm. momentum and then slowly less gigs and then slowly, you know, and it's like a slippery slope yeah. and everything is happening slow instead of like fast because there's still people oh, reaching yeah. once in a while out, but it's not the same amount as, yeah, if you're like hitting it every day and yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you're you're 100 percent right. I mean, I I think it's it's the accountability, right? It's yeah. it's all that accountability. It's all of that. Um, yeah. It's and and being self accountable is is good, but um, but it can also go bad the other way, right? Where you can be too hard on yourself. You can you can get depressed, and you can you can really get in your own head about it. What's nice is when someone externally is telling you you need to do better. At least it's not in your own head, but. Yeah. That's what's weird when you're your own boss because you almost feel like you're, you're losing your mind, right? You're a little schizophrenic where you have this boss in your head telling you you need to do more. And then you have this other guy in your <laughs> head the whip. Like, but let's rest. I just want to watch TV and rest. Yeah. And so, 
Yeah, it, 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 I know for me, like, I, I've started to work at a, co- a co-working space here in town um, Yeah, uh, where, you know, and for anyone out there who doesn't know what a co-working space is, you know, it's just a place where people all come together and work on their separate projects or companies. You know, you usually pay a membership fee. It's an expensive um, Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, it's like an expensive Starbucks. But what's funny is you start to do the math. And a lot of these places, they have free coffee, free drinks, free food. Oh. Um, but, you know, so, so you can do the math. And if you are going to a cafe every single day, which I've been there, yeah. um, it actually can be cheaper. Um, but what's cool, too, is it's kind of a networking thing. That's what's kind of cool, too, yeah. is you're like, you know, you're you're at a table with a social media manager across from a developer and then a CEO down the table. And so it's kind of cool. It kind of puts you into these networking places, too. But what I like about it is there's just nothing to do at a co-working space but work, right? So it's nice. Your butt gets in that chair, and there's nothing. I mean, you can sit there and watch videos, but it's kind of awkward um, to be watching videos around all these people that are working. So, yeah. So so there's something to be said about that, too, I think. Just being around other people that are working kind of pushes you to work too right it's harder for you to be a lazy bum when everyone around you is being awesome yeah and it kind of rubs off and it's like one of the things like the people you surround you with they basically like um, shape you you know so if you hang out with people who are hustling and bustling it's good for you because then you don't want to hustle and bustle too because you just don't want to look lazy it's a good thing yeah yeah but on that and 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 yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, on that note, though, um, that brings us exactly to the next topic: working from home. And yeah, what is the name? Uh, the guy's name, Ian Goodfellow. Oh yeah, so um, yeah, so you're talking about uh, yeah, Ian Goodfellow over at uh, Apple. Yeah, yeah. So- he was the. Um- Director, director of like augmented reality or something? No, um, it was, I think it was like AI. So he's like an expert and he basically is like real talent. So working from home mm-hmm. is like one thing, um, but obviously it's kind of nice having like your employees coming into work. But so I think he worked at Apple and they changed like the, the what was the news? Like, do we want to pull it up or do we want to just do it out of our head? <laughs> Well, I, I, yeah, well, I kind of remember. So, I mean, um, you know, so, so, so Apple had, um, so Apple was kind of putting out this pilot program because, you know, just like everyone knows in 2022, most of the workforces went fully remote, especially those kind of tech, techno, uh, technological companies like yeah. Facebook, Meta, Twitter, a Silicon lot of you know, Twitter. Valley. Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah. So, so even like Twitter kind of famously put out, the thing that they they were always forevermore going to allow people to to work from home if they chose, which is kind of funny with the Elon Musk thing because he's completely opposite. So I think that's an interesting friction point we could get into too. But yeah. but you know, so a lot of those companies did that. Facebook was one of them. Um, Apple was one of them. All the big ones were were doing that. Um, but now they had um, to like COVID. You know, they would shut everything down. It was very inconvenient. Oh yeah, you know. Well, especially a lot of them being in California and California having some of the toughest COVID laws in the whole country. So yeah, I'm sure that had something to do with it, too. Yeah. But, um, you know, so so now they've started a new pilot program. Uh, Apple has and where they're they're trying to get people to come back um, three days a week. Uh, and so so they did this. And it's interesting because it's immediately caused an intense uproar within the company um, where you have a lot of people that just don't want to do it s- straight up, don't want to do it and don't think, don't think that it helps at all. 
and that it actually promotes some some bad things as well. And so yeah, so I think yes, yeah, so you're talking about Ian Goodfellow. He was um he's the director of machine learning at at Apple, and he um, was you know so yes yeah, so, it. So he, or he was, um, and he um, probably already has another job, I'm sure. Yeah. But he he um, you know, so he's responsible for some of the things like the uh, the little cartoony face on your on your phone and stuff like that. He's kind of the the brainchild behind all of that. He's the one that kind of helped develop all that. Yeah, which so we're talking pretty... about deepfakes. So he developed deepfakes for everybody not knowing what a deepfake is. Basically, mm -hmm. you see a video and you can slap on a different face. And it's nearly impossible to tell if that's a the, the person that you're seeing or if it's a fake. And that's why it's called a deep fake. There's famously the Tom Cruise deep fake where a person plays some golf and acts like t uh, Tom Cruise, but it's not Tom Cruise. But you would not tell. Yeah. What is crazy. Yeah. 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 We can, yeah, we can definitely jump into that later in this episode, just kind of showing some of these deep fakes. But, um, yeah, you know, so yeah, so he's the director of machine learning, which is you know obviously what what helps create deepfakes, and it's just really interesting that um, such a high level person in a company would would step down, right? That they, you would think directors of the companies and stuff that they would want to be working from from the office. Um, it would be you'd think it'd be easier for them to like lead teams, but it was interesting where yeah they're they're pushing out against it. Like I had I had already mentioned that you know. Twitter's in this interesting place where they said, you know, oh, forevermore, if you want to work from home, you can. But now you have this Elon Musk coming in. And Elon Musk, I think, famously just recently said that, like, <laughs> everyone working from home is deck. just faking work. Everyone's faking work. He, he pretty much said that anyone that works from home is just faking it and that he doesn't want to pay a bunch of fake workers. <sighs> that's that's a weird, so. like, yeah. I, I mean, I kind of get it and I kind of don't get it. You know, there's like two sides to it. On the mm -hmm. one side, um, having an office, you have to pay for it. It's an insane amount of rent you have to pay for the office, the infrastructure and all that jazz. But also, if you're a worker, you have to travel and you spend like 30 minutes, 40 minutes to go to work and then go back home in some cases, you know? Yeah. So there's yeah. good parts and bad parts. Like I personally, I can't really work well from home. If I have a deadline and I feel guilty, no problem. But if there's no guilt involved mm -hmm. and no money on yeah. the line, um, yeah, well, we're, we're pushing it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so it's an interesting topic because I – I I see both sides, right? Like I like when I think about my own career and the amount of work I I've I've been able to do at different parts, I think arguably when I was in an office uh, I yeah, so I'll I'll say this. So there's been times I've been in offices and there's been a lot of nothing getting done. I will say that. Yeah. There's been a lot of times where I've worked in offices where having tons of meetings we're having all these fun ideation sessions and stuff, and and then they're fun, right? We're putting stuff on the walls, and we're feeling yeah. real cool, and and we just spent three hours going over something. But then, you know, I've seen things not actually come out of that. I've seen like, oh, we did all this stuff in the office, all these team building things and stuff, but then nothing really gets produced, and we're missing deadlines. Yeah. And then, um, but then I've also been in an office where I I've been tied to that computer all day, and I'm like putting out like four branding projects and I designed two things for these two events and I've and at the same time just launched a website and then I'm on the phone over here and and you know obviously by the end of that day I'm just exhausted right like yeah. I've literally used every moment of my day to work so so I've been there too which that doesn't happen here in this office I'll tell you what like <laughs> when I'm here at home 
I'm not like boom, 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 boom. Like there definitely is like get something done. There's a go balance take a walk. to it. So, you so know, here, here's the thing, though. Um, that really reminded me of Amazon, and it's like a, it's a weird thing nowadays, you know. Like technically, there's all those tracking devices mm-hmm. to see your performance on the PC, what actually you're doing, what sites you're doing, how many uh, minutes mm-hmm. you spend on what side, and uh, how often you move your cursor. Um, and if you work in Amazon in a warehouse, oh my God, they are like you have to mm-hmm. package that many things in a you know, hour and it's like, it's an insane amount of work you have to do and you basically get pushed to your limit and you're basically afterwards, you're like nearly dead, you know, like you're just like, okay, I did my shift, it was just eight hours, but I'm feeling like I worked 24 hours. So on the one side, the work balance, you know, you can't be at work and be lazy and don't do anything, what is weird too. Obviously you shouldn't. So how far should you push that? You know, how far should you push productivity? It's a weird thing, you know? It is, it is. And what's interesting, um, so so recently Owl Labs, which they do a lot of um like kind of work work related kind of studies. Yeah. They just came out with statistics that fifty five percent of remote workers um work more hours than a physical worker. Yeah. So that's so that's an interesting thing to kinda of add in this mix too, is that people that work from home tend to actually in terms of time work more hours. So um, but are they productive that's hours? That's also well, like the thing. But you, mm. Yeah, so it's interesting, and 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 I think you can maybe make the argument that they, they they are still being productive, but it's it's like slower in those hours, right? So instead of such intense hitting something, it's 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 kind of letting something dry out and be kind of more relaxing. So it's like more hours versus more intense work in 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 the workspace. Yeah. I I just feel like I I've seen this so many times. I, I and I kind of subscribe to this. I don't know the exact data or whatever, but but I think like 4 hours every day is when most of the work happens. And I think a lot of yeah. creatives I think would agree to that that you have about 4 hours that you just like make a ton of progress outside of that. Um and those 4 hours could be anywhere depending who, how you are in your day, like when you sleep and when you wake up and things, but I think um so, so I think at in the workspace, I think that same thing happens, right? Like you yeah. get there at eight or nine in the morning. Maybe you work from nine to one, um, you know. And then I think after that, you're just kind of running on fifty percent or less. I mean, yeah, yeah. They, there's mean, like a the, thing um, where they say you have a set amount of willpower a day, you know. And mm-hmm. I think it's a really interesting concept, you know. Whatever you do, you will deplete the willpower a little bit. Like let's say. You're trying to not watch the YouTube video, less willpower. And, or you're not oh, trying yeah. to, you know, the more you're like deny and the more, basically you can only do so much work a day. So, and I'm like, oh, yeah. it's a thing oh, yeah. where I have to practice a little bit and to get more done. But yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's willpower, it's energy. Um, and it's, yeah. And it's happiness too. I think, you know, I think that's something that has to really be also mentioned is that just being happy you work more and well so... that's a freelance thing you know real companies don't have happiness because they're about that money <laughs> well yeah yes and no i think i think companies really do try to make happiness right that's where you get company culture that's where you get you know oh. today's ice cream day and and oh we're gonna tomorrow we're gonna go do this fun thing at the brewery you know i know when i was in the the tech world especially that was a big thing of like Fridays we do ice cream every afternoon and then on Thursdays at lunch we do <laughs> yoga in the park. So they try to they get that they that they, they you need to be happy to do your job. Yeah. Um 
And, you know, and so there is something about that too, to be said about remote work, right? Like you can maybe make yourself happy by taking a break and, and playing some video game for a little bit, or, or you, you can at least be like, you know what, I need to go take a walk and, and you don't have to ask anyone permission. You know, one thing I do like about remote work, I do want to mention too, is the idea of mental health days and being sick is so much more relaxing in the, in the remote world than it ever was in the office world. Um, I mean, I just, that's one of the reasons I kind of went freelance. I wouldn't say it's the main reason, but it was probably in the top 10 reasons of, you know, when I'm, when I wake up and I'm, and I'm having a terrible morning, let's say I didn't sleep at all. And I feel, I feel terrible. I'm not, I'm not in the that's mood me today. You know, that, that, that's you right now. <laughs> Some of you guys watching right now, you're probably like nodding your head probably. Um, you know, I could just take the day off in most cases. You know, it's like I could actually, you know, yet again, I have that boss in my head and I could be like, hey, boss, I don't feel I don't feel good today. And you'd be like, cool. Where like when I was in a job, I, I see this a lot where even if your boss is pretty cool about you taking mental health days, you still have to explain yourself a lot. And there's something to that where I think a lot of people fear taking work off. They fear they fear being like, hey, boss, I'm I'm depressed, like even saying that. I think is very scary for a lot of people. And weird so for too, someone, you know, like you have to have a relationship you know. with your boss that he even cares or, you know, it's a weird right. thing. And, and I've seen some weird stuff. Like I'm not going to name names or companies, but I've definitely seen some times where, where like someone will take off a mental health day and then the boss will come to me and be like, God, can you believe that they're taking another day off? I can't, I can't believe this person. And there's just a lot of that yeah. weird negativity that builds up within an office, especially if other people have to cover your workload, right? So you take off a mental health day, but now I have to do part of your job today. That's building, you know, some animosity between us where you now have to regret taking time off for yourself. So so I think there's stuff like that, you know, or, or like weather. Here in Colorado, you know, we'll have a blizzard, right, where it's like four feet of snow. But you're still the, coming the into work, or? <laughs> yeah, the town's shut down. And then what do you see? You see that poor Wendy's employee trying to shovel their way into the parking lot of Wendy's. Yeah, so they're trying to get that 910 the... or whatever it is. Yeah, and you know that they called their boss. Is like, hey, boss, it's four feet of snow outside. Maybe Wendy's doesn't need to be open. And their boss is like, are you kidding me? If Wendy's closes, the, the union's done. The America's over if yeah. Wendy's closes. And it's just it's just this crazy type of... so so. So in a way, I love that COVID did happen. That I, I love that we we did get all pushed into the home because I think there was a lot of businesses and bosses that just were never going to go remote. They were never going to allow it. They just had this weird belief that it was a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but we saw that, like, you know, the, everything kept going. You know, some people would still argue that, like, you know, with people working remotely that, that the economy has slowed down and development of stuff has slowed down. And I think to a degree, you, you may... You may be right. There may be some things that go slower now, but but I feel like overall, though, things still run just fine with people working. Kind of, yeah. Like they, they, the 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 news and the world are kind of crazy right now. So obviously, there's a lot of things that is not running well and efficient. But overall, I think like we kind of made it somewhat through the whole crisis. There's still probably something yeah. coming afterwards, but I think like the economy is somewhat recovered. Oh yeah, well somewhat. yeah, I think somewhat, <laughs> somewhat exactly. Yeah, we we say this possibly on the eve of a recession, but yeah, I mean we'll... <laughs> we're right in it, but yeah. But you know, so one so one thing I did also <clears throat> want to bring up on this topic that that I that I found the other day that was really interesting is that um that so Meta the the company of Facebook had created this goal of of uh, boosting their diversity within the workplace. I think something like fifty percent, and they wanted to do that by the year twenty twenty four twenty twenty five. They wanted yeah. to 
boost diversity. And what's interesting is they've already met that goal by going remote. Um, by going remote, it actually promoted more diversity. You didn't have to live in in San Francisco <laughs> to work at Meta. You could be, you know, yeah. someone that works on a Native American reservation in the middle of, of Arizona. You could you could be someone that's an Inuit in, in Alaska. You could be some, some guy that's like doing some cool work in a in a little office in Detroit. So it kind of so so what's cool too about the remote work is it's it's promoted diversity. Yeah, what well, is a real good thing because like if you think about it, yeah. like if you have a racist boss, it's really unlikely that he wants to hire like the people that he doesn't like. And yeah, it makes it easy and yeah. And also like it's yeah. with the internet, you you lose like your identity a little bit. You become just like a avatar you know what i mean and basically it's really easy to work with yeah. that avatar versus like oh there's not a person where they do stuff that i don't really like you know whatever it is you know like it could be like a political view could be like anything you know yeah yeah well and just the geographic location i mean i got headhunted by facebook three years ago um where they wanted me to be a presentation designer so that literally would have been my only job is just designing presentations all day and I ended up having to say no. I mean, I think it, I think the offer was huge too. I think it was like a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year or something to that effect. And that was great. But then you know you look into the price of living, and it's like okay, well for me to have like a studio apartment is going to cost like forty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. To even get like a mobile home somewhere, it's going to be insane. So it was just like. It was this thing where it was going to literally come out to the fact that I was going to make just as much as I would working anywhere else. Um, yeah. So, you know, you, you can make the argument, well, that's a good way to get into that area. But then when you're in those areas, it's a very intense type of situation. I, I, I don't know if you know anyone that's been out in, in Silicon Valley or that area, but they'll 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 tell you that it's it's intense because i saw some documentations very... about people living in trailers and whatever because they can't afford mm -hmm, anything the there exactly. because it's like so expensive and i think like that that will also lead like mm -hmm. to um uh equalization of like income and whatever you know all the places where when you can work from home you don't have to be at the location you still get hired for like the set amount for example and then you're maybe making more right. in a cheap area but in an expensive area, it maybe goes a little bit down. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people from California, I forgot the actual term, but there, there's almost this rent for opportunities that you pay, right? Yeah. So, so like if I live in LA, I'm right there next to a lot of entertainment companies and things like that. So like, you know, let's say you're a videographer and you live in LA, you're right next to so many more gigs than you would be in i don't know topeka yeah you know location like, kind of gonna... matters still like this is like a weird thing you know like you, you need it still to be does it's in a big city it still does you know because with that being said you know i think you know we can kind of divert a little bit here of like what like what we kind of talked about earlier is with everyone being remote and most of the networking starting to happen remotely um like people sliding in your dms or you being part of Zoom conferences or whatever it is, or even cold emailing or LinkedIn or whatever, um, I feel like it's made being in person even more impactful. Like that's 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 what I'm starting to see is the people that actually have the guts and courage to go out there and be in the world actually have more power now than ever before because yeah. it seems like the most popular thing now for most people is to hide away in their office 
And that's the way they try to network. That's the way they try to connect. And not to say that that doesn't work. I think that there's people out there that show that works brilliantly. But I would say if if you're trying to make an impact, if you're trying to meet people, I, it sounds like, it seems like the being in person is still so, so big. And just to be there and actually have the guts to be there and face someone, I, I feel like still most of the things, most of the big opportunities that I had happened from something face-to-face -face still. Yeah. And I mean, um, like, I experimented, actually, like, um, it's kind of weird, the virtual reality. And my buddy Jonathan and I have, like, a VR headset. And he moved away. And we're like, let's have a meeting and hang out in VR. It was a weird experience. It was still kind of like, it felt like, oh, he's there, but even though he's not there, but not on the same level, you know? And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, in the future, that will be maybe a thing. But nowadays, if you meet somebody over the internet, the contact that is maybe living in a different state is not as valuable as, like, same city. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, even us doing this podcast remotely, I'm sure, is different than if we were doing it in person. I'm yeah. sure that there's something that's different about it. Um, I think this, this podcast goes well remotely only because we have met in person and we have this kind of rapport being in person but yeah if we had like just met the other day and did this yeah and we were all and we maybe we only met remotely it would it maybe be a more interesting different type of yeah yeah interaction that we would have so so that kind of makes me think of missed opportunities not being in person and i'm like what is actually the thing that yeah. you miss uh, miss out on because like there's not many things that are you know extra gained through being in person but after like thinking about mm -hmm. it um, you kind of get dragged along by a couple things like for example you went to the station house you talked to people introduced me and people uh, listen to our conversations when we were in person in a coffee space and they just joined in you know like being in person yeah. um, puts you in places I think sometimes it does. It does. I mean, and those are kind of my favorite experiences, right? Is is someone saying like, "Hey, I don't mean to jump in, but oh, that's a great point," or you know, someone someone kind of being like, "Ah, oh, I'm having a hard day. Let's talk about this," and and we would be like, "Yeah, let's go over it, man. What, what's going on?" And and I feel like, um, yeah, there's there is something to be said about those kind of uh, those things that just drop out of the air in front of you, where. We're online. It's very curated, right? Like yeah, you're and curating also isolated. your whole experience. Like if you think about it, right now mm -hmm. there's nobody being here, so the equivalent would be like live streaming, and strangers could listen. But that only would happen if they actually know about this podcast, you know. But now I was like thinking, if we wanted to recreate the same effect, we would have to go into a game where a lot of people are and have like an open conversation. Let's say like um, like a marketplace, for example, in like um, VR chat or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of people doing their thing, and we're just sitting there having our conversation. Then we maybe would meet people and get into different situations. So I think, yeah, like, yeah. being in a public place is probably a key part too. Mm -hmm. I think so. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's a balance. I think it's, I think it's definitely a balance, right? So I think, um, yeah. So to kind of get back into remote work, like what. What is it going to still be a thing going forward? I mean, what do you think? Do you think do you think now we're we're in a new time where it's there's always going to be remote workers, or do you think there is going to be a push to go back to in person? I, I think I mean, what, it's like your a, thoughts? yeah. My my idea about the whole thing is like it, it's very weird because like on the one side, if you want to really optimize the not working from home, it would be so beneficial. You you talked about California and like the taxes there are insane. So what happens if you work in a company in California but you are located in Florida, for example? 
what taxes do you pay? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, 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 so I'm like, case, technically, yeah. you could move all the nice companies to like a tax haven kind of sort of, you know, and run your business. Mm -hmm. And that is a great thing, I think, like if you're a boss. And on the on the flip side, though, is like how how can you optimize like um, the work output? And I think right now most companies are not really prepared for that or they're still yeah. like in their chains that they basically put on themselves like oh we got this nice mm -hmm. office we got all those nice things and now they have to pay for that and it's not getting a return on investment you know so it's like hmm yeah well i mean but everything yeah, is I mean, moving the... into that amazon age where it's like oh just order it from home it's it's sad yeah yeah well you know into kind of and i and i don't know this is me just kind of poking and prodding the idea i don't really know this for fact but you know, to kind of zoom out a little bit, I mean, one of the big issues that we haven't mentioned on this channel at all, because it hasn't had anything to do with creativity, is, at least up till now, is is climate change, right? I mean, there's so much going on right now where you have these, these huge mega droughts now happening in the West. You have fires in all these different places. You, you know, it's, you speak about Florida, you know, there's still the idea of the sea level rise in some oh, places I in Florida. Oh, I got beachfront property right now. <laughs> exactly. So... You know, so with that happening too, it's it's interesting because there may be an argument of we don't need a millions of people living in the middle of the desert, or maybe well, it's a good thing not don't... doing because then you don't have food. I, I, yeah, I, I just saw a so comedy skit about that, and it was like, oh, he made a whole skit about that. Oh, people are hungry in the world, and like, why do you live in the desert? Kind of sort of is the punchline. Because like, yeah, yeah if you I, go somewhere where there's food and everything, you're fine. Well, and the fact that, you know, with climate change, we're going to probably have to move around, possibly. Like, there may be climates that just completely change, and you may have to, like, who knows, San Francisco may not always be awesome weather, you know? Yeah, water is um, a big part, too. Or didn't that affect your state mm -hmm. a little bit? Well, yeah, so Colorado is a headwater state, so so we're one of, I think there's only two uh, in the continental U.S. where water actually starts in that state, and so Colorado is one of them, so we, the Colorado River, for example, is fed mostly from Colorado, yeah. and a lot of the major uh, major rivers that go out west through Arizona, and, you know, they're the ones that kind of feed Las Vegas, feed L.A., and so, so right now you're seeing that, like, the more water we use here with a lot of people moving to Colorado... There's more and more water being used, so there's less and less water downriver. And I, you know, I, I, I expect that there's going to be definitely um, some really, really big battles ahead of over water. And so, so yeah, so to, so for remote working, it's interesting because it allows businesses to be a lot more agile, right? We yeah. can build this big, expensive office now somewhere where there's all these water restrictions and it's hitting 105 degrees every day in temperature. Only like two minute showers can... and all that jazz, you know? Yeah. So it's like, so, so that's kind of nice too with the remote working is it kind of allows people, I think to move around more and businesses to be more agile where. Yeah. So, so, so overall, I think remote working, I think it's good. I think it's going to stick around. Um, I think that we're in a weird growing phase with it where, where I do think there is a lot of fake work that's going on. And by that, I just mean like people yeah, that aren't doing their job. They're not doing, they're not pushing things hard. Maybe they're doing their bare minimum, but then they're telling their boss yeah. they're doing their bare maximum. I have an analogy um, for the whole situation right now. You know, back in the days when you had in the city and you had to live in the city to get like a lot of contacts and be in a place 
That's the internet nowadays. But the internet was not effective because of the means of communication. Now we have all those yeah. video chats and everything. And I think we're getting to a point where, like, like let's say 5G is coming out and we get an 8K um, live stream and you could put live stream a 360 camera, you could be in the same room. Like right now, the the capabilities are not really there yet because the speeds are so slow. But if we have mm-hmm. that coming, the internet will be like the big city life all over the globe with everybody. And then everybody lives in the same city. You see what I mean? Well, right. And I think, you know, you, you I think there's so many technologies, too, that, you know, like, like, let's say language to language technology, right? English to Spanish or Mandarin to French. I mean, there could be a whole new reality, right, where a lot of your employees aren't even American. They're not even English speaking. And then they're right next to you. And, you know, through through AI and some type of no. automation, it's, 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 you know, going ahead and, and they're actually talking English to you. So, so I you think have... Google has an app where you just hold it to the, the person speaking and it translates instantly. Mm-hmm. What is like? Yeah, exactly. So that technology is like right there already. So I think, so that's interesting too, right? Is that you, you may have all of these different people from all over the world right next to you speaking a language that you understand. So, so it's going to be crazy cool in some regards but it's also as we've seen with globalism that means the competition just got a lot wider for your job right because at least before you were like oh well at least i can speak english but now it's like man not really now you're going against all the germans and the french people and the russians and and some there's a lot of talent out there and the internet is like kind of pain in the ass on that regards you know it's really nice (laughs) it's really nice being a gatekeeper you know if you have some information not everybody can get Mm -hmm. it you can make an easy living of it and the more it gets, yeah. like, you know, distributed, uh, the harder and harder it gets to make a living of it because you have to be on mm-hmm. the top of the thing, which is nearly impossible yeah. if there's so many talented people there, you know. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. I, I, I always kind of say that about a lot of the design tools um, is that, you know, democracy is good for everyone except for the person that kind of controlled those strings before, mm-hmm. right? So so in my So in the design world, you know, tools like, canva or um adobe just released something that's like automatic i forgot what it is it's like adobe express or something like that where it's more of a canva thing where you know um and i think in one of the later episodes we'll do a deep dive in that kind of world but like i'm seeing that like you know with these things it's it's democratized design for people that couldn't afford it or didn't feel like they had access however there's negatives to that too. When everyone thinks that they they can do what you do, then what value do you have? And yeah, I think yeah, that's that's always going to be the interesting thing. So even in remote working, it's like you know before you had to make the you know if I wanted to work at Apple, I needed to like take the dive and go out there and prove myself. Where now I don't. So now I'm 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 competing with a lot more people. Yeah. Um, so the bar's lowered, and that could be good. That could be good, but that means anyone that was already going over the bar that were going to go over the bar and work their butts off, now they they're down here with everyone else, and they have to really, you know. So so it's 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 just like most things when we talk about AI automations, the new tools, technology. It, there's always going to be this weird balance, right, where we're we're talking about it's helpful, but then in terms of how it democratizes things, but, but, it, but it also makes all of us have to work a, a bit harder because yeah. now, now everything's just more. <clears throat> but on that note, like it sounds like really like scary. Let's say if you compete with the internet, you have to compete with everybody. But the, the solution that I figured out so far is like, 
you only have to specialize in some types. You know, like some people, if you want to be the best videographer, oh my God, you know, I, I don't even know where to start there. But you can be the best kids photographer or whatever. You know, the more you niche down, the easier it will get and the less competition you have. Um, but also, like, it becomes really boring, you know. And I think nowadays it's a weird time. Like, if you're not an expert in a one specific niche, the yeah, the knowledge that you have to have to compete with everybody on a big topic is like crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I, I yeah, and that's that's almost its own topic. Yeah, that's <laughs> its own topic, almost, almost right there. Um, because I know I struggle with that. Where I, I've always been a creative that loves ex exploration. Yeah, and I think a lot of creatives are like that. I've I've seen that go too far. I I have um I've kind of coined the term um the da vinci paradox is what i call it where people think they're da, da vinci i'm a painter i'm an engineer i'm i can write things i'm you know and and that's cool and that's great um but there's but you but people have to remember that to like master these things you have to put in so much time and effort and you yeah. really do need to like keep working and working where now i do see people now that all these things are so available you know, for me to be a videographer, it costs so much less than it ever did. For someone to be a web designer, it costs so much less than it ever did. We can do all these things remotely now. We can do all these things a lot more easily. So people, I think, have thought, or a lot of people now are thinking that, oh, well, I can do it all now. Like, I, I'm just a good creative. And so, therefore, I can do all these different things. And then I see those people not really produce anything that amazing at all. Yeah. Because they're not really focused on anything. So I... So it's interesting. I think you're right where, yeah, it's that back and forth of like things are yeah. easier to get to, but you do, you need to focus still, you need to focus. But, but on the other hand too, though, you need to explore too. So, so it's weird. I'm like in this weird place where I don't know which side to really agree with. I think, I think people should not feel like they have to focus in like that because we're not tools at the end of the day. Yeah, we're just you're not, you're not the, the but yeah, we're humans. And, 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 and what, what's most, you know, valuable in us is, is what's in here, right? And so it should never be what we can do with our hands. And so, but, but you're right. So there is that weird dance, right? Do we niche or do we not niche? And yeah. so, so what I heard about that was like, especially with AI is like, in the future, it doesn't really matter what skills you have. It's like how good of an idea you have. So basically if you can phrase like certain phrases that AI has to solve, if you can make the phrase or the idea really good, you will get a really good result, you know? So it's more about mm -hmm. like what ideas can you combine and how useful are those ideas? So it's more by combining ideas, yeah. what will be a big skill in the future, what is like basically like you, you have no idea about anything, but you're just like assembling ideas. What is kinder, I guess, than the new thing? But also it's like very yeah. like, how good can that be, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, so yeah, it's just it's a weird future. <laughs> it is a weird future, you know. So so with yeah, with the remotes and remote with like kind of the remote working and and things like that, I think um yeah, I I don't think it's going to go away. I think it's I think we've now I think we we saw a big rise, we're seeing it kind of level back out. Um and I I I don't know. I think at the end of the day though, I think the one good thing that's coming from remote working is that um, people are like businesses, I should say, are seeing that they they need to keep you engaged and interested in the workplace, and yeah. that they need to maybe be more relaxed about some things. Like like you should be able to call in and say you need a mental health day, yeah. and they should not guilt you over that. And because like you, you can't know, lose so like, employees, like they lost Ian, uh, Ian Goodwill or Goodfellow. 
Wow, I'm so yeah, I'm yeah, butchering the name so and badly. It's like there's a movie, The Goodfellas, I think, you know, and I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, <laughs> oh, anyhow, but yeah, yeah talent exactly. is so really could... expensive, and training people, and especially having like mm -hmm. a person who's like front developer and he's the main brain there. You don't want to lose a person because of that, you know, because it's all about the ideas yeah. and the skills. It is, it is. It's and you know, so it, it yeah, exactly. Just just like it's always been talent finding good talent's hard for these companies. And so, um I think it is. It's gonna just be more important to be more relaxed. And I think I think that's what we're seeing is that in these weird growing pains, I think you know, when I hear Elon Musk say like, No, I'm gonna require everyone to be in, in work, I'm gonna require everyone to be there, I think, you know, I I, I think he's really putting himself in a, in a place where he he may be doing some big harm to himself. I think if I if I was hearing that and I was a competitor of Tesla, I would I would I would go the opposite way. Then I'd say, hey, come here, Tesla people. Don't worry, you can all work remotely. Yeah. Um, you don't have to worry about this guy. But I think like like companies are like kind of like just principles, and those principles are kind of enforced by the uh, you know the CEOs and whatever. And if the mm. principles are good principles, they maybe will make a living with that and will survive for a certain time. Mm -hmm. But I, I think like Elon is like a person who likes things a certain way and it worked out for him. And I think like as long as he um, gets people who work with that kind of well, then he will make it. But yeah, obviously you will lose some good talents that you could have otherwise kept, you know, and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, and, and we haven't really touched on this, but, you know, I think with technologies like people screen watching you, um, there, there's ways, you know, with the, there's a lot of good project management applications out there like Asana um, that, you know, they do such a good job of breaking things down and kind of keeping track of people. Um, so it's interesting. You, you are seeing this thing where people feel like they need to keep closer track of you, too, while you're working from home. And it gets really and invasive. So it can get really, really invasive, exactly. Um, and so, so yeah. So with that being said, I mean, it's 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 just interesting. It'll be interesting to see how this kind of rolls out. Um, and I, but I, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think, I think one of the best things, one of the best things that I like about being um, remote and just freelance in general is that, uh, is that there's a lot of me not depending on the boss, and I think that creates a a very much more relaxed experience for the boss and for me. You know, I, I've talked to bosses where, you know, they get really stressed where they're like, you know, I know that people depend on me and I can't, I'm, I'm letting them down. Yeah. Um, where, you know, for us freelancers, we're not so scary if you let us down. Right. We're like, well, we'll just find other gigs and stuff. So, so I like having that relaxation with me and the client. I think this is more of a talk of going freelance versus staying somewhere. But, you know, I think that, People like that. I have a better interaction with people when there's not all the stress involved. When it's like, "Hey, man, you're having a hard time being able to pay people. No worries. I'm gonna go ahead and leave. It's not a big deal." <laughs> Where like, if I was a worker and like, "Oh, I moved here. I moved my whole family to be here, and all of yeah, these yeah. things." How just, dare you? You know exactly. Just and it adds a lot of stress on the boss. It adds a lot of stress on the employee. And so it's like it's a scary world being freelance and remote. But it's like you own all of that. So it's not like, you yeah. know, my clients don't have to feel responsible for keeping me alive. Yeah. On that note, we did not do calls to action. 
you know, we should have told people that they should sign up with Riverside to basically host their own podcast as we do. Also, we did not tell those people that they should rate this podcast five stars. And also, yeah, let a comment down below about like your experiences with like working from home, what you like and what you don't like. So, we should have I like our re our regretful call to actions. I feel like yeah. we should do it every time. Like we're like <laughs> slight, slightly regretting like not doing the call to action and then doing the call to action in our regret. I like it. Yeah, this is, um, this is how I do sometimes. You know, should it? But yeah, but yeah, we're on you. We're we're on YouTube now, everybody. You know, so please get on there. Uh, please like, comment, subscribe. Please do all of those things. You know, infinite creative podcast. Um, we're, we're kind of up there on YouTube. I've been checking that out. I think on Spotify, you may have to look for us a little bit. Um, oh, we're going to start getting a little bit better about our Instagram kind of clips and, and things like that. As oh, we will well. get yeah, there. Please. We will get there. And you know, we're, we're looking for people to be on the show. So if you Actually. are seeing this and you're, and you feel like, you know, Hey, we, we, we maybe need some voice and you have a good voice for it. You know, you don't even have to be a creative, please send us a message or an email. Um, we'd love to have you on. We, we, we know that this can only go so far with two two crazy uh, freelance people talking. Um, so it it would be cool to have someone on here as well. So if, so it doesn't matter if you're a web designer, videographer, logo designer, illustrator. It doesn't even matter if you're just a business owner, an accountant. Yeah, um, you know, I, anything. You know, I don't I don't care if you're a lumberjack. Come on, we'll we'll talk about Ooh, I it. I like that. You know, how to get creative with those pipes. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no on that note like i i already reached out to a couple of people and i'm like there's some people interested in being on the show um actually i think like maybe we get a web designer on here and see um his view um what will be interesting with you and yeah i'm, I'm also thinking <laughs> about like other people but yeah i'm very curious about that so getting guests on there's a lot to come and we we, we need to still get an intro and I'm I'm working on a couple of things for this podcast. Actually, we're uploading yeah, the videographer. Today. Man, he takes forever. I tell you, yeah, the budget is not really <laughs> there to justify the stress. <laughs> it's true. It's that remote work. You got to yeah. get him in the office. Um, yeah. So yeah. So so yeah. So there's your calls to action. I mean, so so yeah. If you're watching this, please subscribe. Tell people about us. You know, we're we're just trying to grow this nice and humble. We we don't make any money from this, and we're we don't really. You know, we're just doing this for for the good of the. The people, the creative world, but you know we're doing it for you. We're doing it for the people, right? So at least you have something to listen to while you're doing work. So yeah. So you know if you feel like you can come on, if you want to like even just get some training in podcasting, you want to kind of dip your toes in, and maybe this is a good place for you to dip your toes in. Come on down. Let's let's do yeah. it together. Let's learn together. Or just talk about yourself. But anyhow, like uh, where can people find you, Sean? Well, yeah. So so you can find me at Sean S E A N Craig C R A I G Creative dot com. Um, you can find me on um, Instagram. Same thing, Sean Craig Creative. Um, and yeah, and feel free to send me an email at hello at Sean Craig Creative dot com. Yeah, uh, you can find me at Fitze everywhere on social media or Fitze dot com, and it's F I T Z A E Y dot com or whatever. <laughs> so thank awesome. you for listening and see you in another episode. This seems to be a weekly thing. Yeah, yeah. we've done good. We'll yeah. keep it weekly. We'll keep it remote. Yeah. But yeah, thanks everybody. Um stay safe out there with those mega droughts and those robots and the, you know, end of the world approaching. Just be safe, be happy and be creative. Yeah, have a good one. Bye. <laughs>